Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk with over 150 new and used cars to choose from along with the full Renault commercial van range and finance arranged within the hour there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk You know I was driving yesterday after a finale of Lose Waste between Integral and Tara Walkers where we were recording our feature for February uh, with Tara and on the way I was looking up at the trees and I couldn't help but notice the crows are building. Yes, they were bringing their twigs into the trees and I thought it was just beautiful to see them at this just as we turn out of February and into March. Daffodils are blooming everywhere. I was out with my dog the weekend and the smell of coconut from the furze bushes, uh, the buds on the trees as well. Frogs are starting to spawn and nature is really awakening. It really is. And the weather's just gorgeous at the moment. But you know something? Clodagh Haw and her three boys, Liam, Niall and Ryan, will never experience that again. I watched Claire Byrne live last night. And I have to give Claire and the team in RTE wonderful credit for what they did in going and interviewing Clodagh's mum, Mary Call, and her sister, Jacqueline Connolly. It was one of the most heartbreaking pieces of television I've, I'd say I've ever watched. And I'll tell you something, I can watch a lot of things and bear a lot, but only once have I ever stopped watching something, and that was the movie Schindler's List. I never watched it to a conclusion. I couldn't take it, it was too upsetting. And at one stage last night, I had that very same feeling. I actually turned away from the television and closed my eyes and put my fingers in my ears when Mary described how Alan Haw murdered his wife, Clodagh, first before he did all the writing and scribbling and transferring of money and then went and murdered his three sons. I really couldn't take it at that, that stage. But I did switch back in. I have to say I did and I took a deep breath. And I mean... Last night, it was riveting stuff and it's left its mark on me. It really, really has left its mark. I had a look at this morning at familicide, which is the logic for a family being annihilated. And there are four types or four groups of familicide. One is the anomic killer who sees his family purely as a status symbol when his economic status collapses he sees them as surplus to requirements and he ends their lives. There's the disappointed killer who seeks to punish the family for not living up to his ideals of family life. 
There's the self-righteous killer who destroys the family to exact revenge upon the mother in an act that he blames on her. And then there's the paranoid killer who kills their family in what they imagine to be an attempt to protect them from something even worse. And that was Alan Hall, the paranoid killer. Now, professionals have explanations, I know, mitigating factors. But in my book, there's none. Premeditated murder by Alan Hall. Had he survived, he did kill himself, of course. He'd never see the light of day, ever, ever, ever again. But now, as I said a moment ago, Claude Aleem, Niall and Ryan will never see the light of day. There are no excuses in my book here. Take your own life if you wish, but never the life of your wife or children or family members. It's unforgivable. You have no right to do that ever, ever, ever. It's pure evil. It really is pure evil. And I want to say today that Clodagh's family, Mary, Jacqueline, deserve the truth. They deserve a full inquiry. They deserve full disclosure from the councillors that Alan attended. The school. The school has been pretty quiet on this and what happened there. And the authorities. It just has to all come out into the open now. They deserve answers to the many questions that they have. And I do recognise that there is a Hall family. And they have to live and deal with this as well. But I say to people today, if you're with somebody and they are controlling and manipulative and you're not happy, wake up. Don't stay with it. There are loads of numbers you can call. Samaritans are there, Pieta House. The numbers are widely available if you're concerned. Don't, don't delay. Don't hold back. Don't think that things will change and time will change. This case is absolutely shocking and today I just wanted to begin the show by offering my thoughts and to say to Mary Collin, Jacqueline Connolly and to Claire Byrne and our team again, brilliant, absolutely brilliant stuff last night. If heartbreaking, it was. But we remember Cloda, Liam, Niall and Ryan this afternoon. Antisocial behaviour. Well, we've seen quite a bit of it lately. If you are following me on social media over the weekend, you will see now I've posted a, a picture of what I term another aspect of social antisocial behaviour. Absolutely littering of the worst extreme. Clothing up near the Tesco Extra in Drogheda, outside the bins of several charities. And it brought a huge reaction. The burning of the Thatch Pub in Drogheda. The beheading of that ancient body in St. Micken's Church in Dublin that we heard about yesterday where I live in Drogheda uh, youngsters as well not in recent weeks but previously just after Christmas causing bedlam round neighbourhoods in the evenings annoying people just up to no good 
You know what I mean, that type of stuff. Let me read you a few lines from a post uh, that uh, Michael Hughes uh, put online a couple of weeks ago. He said, I'm probably going to get in trouble now for protecting my property, but bring it on. I don't care. We pay enough rates, taxes and other costs. The least we should expect is to be able to function without hassle and damage to our property. Now, we met Michael on late lunch back in 2015. He had a terrific story and he opened the Stockhouse restaurant in Trim. And he's back on the line with me today. Michael, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jerry. How are you? Thanks I'm, for having us. No, not at all. And I'm sorry it's taken. It's been a few days since we, we, we've got to this, but we've got to it now at last, and I'm delighted to have you on the line with me. Now, I want to say first off, no names here. This is very no, important no, not to name anybody because this is not any one individual. But will you yeah. tell us and just expand on those lines? What have you been experiencing yourself in Trim? Well, first and foremost, Jerry, it's very important to... Um, to, to, to clarify, if like Trim itself is is a beautiful town with a very very low. In fact, if Carlsberg was to do towns, they'd probably do Trim. It's 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 a very low crime crime rate, but like a like a brand new white sheet. If there's one little small stain on it, it stands out, and that is the the stain that we have is the antisocial behaviour of a very small group of juveniles or kids that are using the juvenile rule to act and uh, and and do criminal activity all over the town with impunity from the law. And 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 that's exactly where what they're at. Um, our experience of it in in in, in just in, in in our in our own business was um, the constantly well only a, a number of weeks ago came in and robbed a beer out of the back stores and and went out intimidated a girl next door in the shop that was looking after the shop next door they were at the front door and the back door she rang looking for help we ran them then they fired the bottles back at at our chef there when we were given chase to get rid of them they came back the next night and sat outside in our smoking area in defiance and when we went out to remove them there that ensued into a bit of argument and it was this is a mixed bunch of gang uh, of a gang from all walks of society and girls included in it eight or ten of them and they're just literally using trim as a private pr- uh, playground to go down and, 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 and do what they like, where they like and when they like. They're robbing a shop down, uh, a supermarket down the town and firing eggs at cars and on the windscreen. Uh, the lady sent me photographs on them, or sorry, on Friday morning before I, was, I thought we were going on the show. And I didn't want to use it because uh, I didn't want her to be targeted. And a lot of people are afraid of being targeted by these guys because they have a, a, a record of going up to people's houses or scratching their cars or that in retaliation for anyone that stands up to them. And for that reason, only one in ten is reported. Now, we had a meeting in, in November last of uh, with, with the new garden superintendent and trim, and she has set out a stall to deal with this and, and has plans in action and things are running New guards, new training thing, guards on the beat, uh, setting up a business watch. There's a load of things and we, we have to wait and see. Uh, we have seen tangible results in that already where they actually at, at Christmas stole within a few short days of it being installed a defibrillator off a wall and were running away with it and in fairness the guards caught them very quickly arrested them and, and that was dealt with very, very quickly. So we have to clap our hands when the results being got very quickly. But for every, for every 10... Uh, cases, only one is getting reported. And this is one of the messages that the, the, the new superintendent pointed out to us. And we, we, we get frustrated as, as individuals when we ring, say for in, ring the guards when there's an incident and, and they say, but we've no car, there's no one there for an hour or two. It's still extremely important to make the call because right. for, for this to be elevated up to get resources made available to an area there has to be a dossier of, of that. And if there's not a long list, then there's not a problem. Mm. So we have to do our bit to, to make it possible for the law to, to enforce itself. And then we see after six short months how, how that performs or how, what, what the return is on that. But believe me, 
it's it's shocking. We, I've seen a 14-year-old kid mugged in broad daylight, as an old friend pointed out on, on your Michael Reed show last week. Uh, we've had I've, more cases. Uh, uh, a young lad going into school with 90 quid in his pocket for a school project and beaten up and the money taken out of his pocket and when challenged, the book says, what was he doing going to school with 90 euros on him? This, these guys are doing this in broad daylight in front of everybody with no fear and when challenged, they will tell you, so the guards can't do anything to us, we're underage. And, and, and when you talk about age, just come back to that group. I want to get a little more specific here. I said there was about 10 of them that came back to your place. What ages are you talking about, boys and we're girls? We're talking, this particular gang any, are, are anything from, well, the, the main parts of them there, there's six or seven of them there, they'll all be between uh, 14 and 17 years of age. And they're bringing along a younger crew now and they're instructing them to do the thing because as, as they cross the age threshold, they're getting the younger ones to do the thing, tell them what to do, send them out to do it, knowing that they can't be, nothing can be done with those either. And this is the carry. This is what we were. I was actually uh, Jerry on Sunday talking to uh, another business person in my restaurant, looking out a window at the younger generation of the gang coming along. And we were looking out the window. We said, "That's that's the next gang." And as we were looking at them, they went over to the, the hotel across the road and tried to pull the back off the barrier to get in at the money ad. When they didn't succeed at that, there was a woman walking down the road and myself out on the road and started pulling and tugging at her handbag. A woman walking down the street in her own in broad daylight on a Sunday afternoon. And we went down the stairs and she got into the hotel before I could go out because I was going out like to basically to, 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 to help her. But, but this is just the carry on that's going on. And it's, it, like I say, that, that one lady sh- sent me a picture. Her house was after being pelted by, with used toilet roll and, and, what, and, and eggs. And it was all up her windows now. It was disgusting. And, and, and she showed me the pictures of it and it was just shocking. And this is the kind of carry on. Now, this, this is low life stuff. This, 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 this doesn't, happened this is being passed from one generation to the next yeah. no- can I just can I stop you there because I think yeah. this is the problem what has happened is here across the board and I, like we've had a lot around the Drogheda area as well where I live and it's it's a fact of life in Dundalk in Kells you're in Trim Navin you, you, I'm sure we're going to hear this from all over the place and I want to say to anybody today if you're affected by antisocial behaviour let us know send us a message if you have anything to say about this 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text across our social media or you can call in on 1857-15958. Let's get back to the nub of this. Is this not a question that there's been a, a low tolerance of this for far too long? The law is not strong enough on this. We have had Garda resources withdrawn for quite a number of years and it all adds up. And, and here is the manifestation of it now. Absolutely. So what would you do? What what you you were someone someone's the victim. I know you say you have a new super there, and uh, you've been made promises. What would you like to see in essence done? Well, I'm going to be straight with you. It doesn't. It, 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 this wouldn't be true of every town in in the region, but I know our town because it's only a very small nucleus. Mm. If, if one one if one if one one person was made available just to follow the one person, the ringleader of this little gang is all that needs to be watched. Because when he's when he's out of action, the whole thing's out of action, and it wouldn't take a lot of controlling. But that said, we don't know the mechanics behind the whole thing. It's 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 a culture that's obviously been they be, being passed from one generation down to the next. These kids are going down. They're, 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 the problem needs to be brought home to their house. They, this, this has to be brought up so that the parents feel responsible for the actions of the kids or, or face the consequences of those actions. So the laws need to be changed so that there's a financial or 
whatever yeah. uh, 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 thing put on the families so that they had to control the, as the fellow says the dogs have to control their own pups and that's what these are as pups mm. and I, I'll tell you I've, I've experienced it personally uh, I've had crime committed against me personally in a number of times in, in recent years but most recently where we live a quiet area there's never been any issues but suddenly like you said there 14 to 17 year olds boys and girls about with little to do and just wanting destruction vandalism annoying people I went out to them, right? And then I talked to the guardie about it and they said, Jerry, you shouldn't go near them. You know what I mean? Because the next thing is your car tomorrow or your home yeah. or something, you, you, you'll, you know, be in trouble for it. They said, ring us, as you said there. Make sure you ring uh, the uh, guardie in your area, report it and let us take it on. Because I was assured that ASBOS, you know, which they can serve these youngsters with as well, do have an impact. Mm. That's true. That's um, and and like I say, we're hoping that that will be the case. Um, you you will ask the the, the the question beggars to be asked. How come it hasn't been the case all the time? Yes. But, but we have a commitment now that this, this is going to be happening, and we have to give that that, that process the chance uh, to, to to perform. I mean, I mean I, we do a thing here down in Trim with this uh, Trim Tourism Network as well, Jerry, where we promote tourism and try and get more people to visit the town. And we'd be concerned about those visitors. We have a, we had a case in fairness where where three Spanish uh, uh, kids in, in the chippers were being accosted by the same gang, and an off-duty guard dealt with it there and then. Thank God, and thank mm. God for him and, and and we work very strongly with this particular managed member of our network and but he dealt with it straight away but had he not been there visitors to our town were being exposed to the same thing as we are on a daily basis and that is not acceptable we can't have it at any cost we can't have that you go back you said a lot of it goes back to the home as well and Gardy will tell you they often pick up these youngsters and head to the house and when they get there unfortunately there's either a lack of parenting or parenting are uh, parents themselves have particular difficulties and they have no time for the guardie either. And what, what do you do there? Go back to the point that you said there, that you really have to hit the home harder. That's what it has to be. It has to be as hard as it has to be. There's nothing else in it, in it, Jerry. We can't have the guardie. I've seen the guardie and told me that they've arrested some of these kids, brought them down and, and got the parents to go down and collect them. And they bring them outside the gate of the guard station and let them off their leash again. And off to go back up to town and carry on where they left off. It, this has to be brought, this has to be the responsibility of the home to deal with this. Mm. But there's, no, there's nowhere else to go. Yeah. And and like I, I want to just broaden this a bit. We're talking about you know acts, uh, criminal acts on the person, on the property, on business, on visitors. The other aspect which I saw the weekend, which is antisocial behaviour. I know it's dumping and littering, but to leave to dump your rubbish in a public place and just throw it out, you know, with no concern for anybody. I, I posted pictures of clothing bins overflowing and people just dumping stuff on the side there as well. That's antisocial. Would you every agree with of, that? You know what I mean. That's another aspect of it as well. Every every bit of it, like you mentioned, attached pub. Every bit of every bit of it is is antisocial behaviour. It's just when you're going down the street. I mean, I'm, I'm used to taking it like this gang, literally in front of people, pulling at door handles, checking every car as you walk by, in mm. front of everybody, just checking up to see opportunism and looking at that. But the same thing with dumping the rubbish, um, and and it's 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 it's, it's ridiculous. It's unsightly. Uh, and there's, frankly, there's not enough being done about it. But I mean, again, this has to start. It all starts in the home, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you said in, not- you said in your comment just to come back to it that uh, we pay enough rates, taxes, and other costs, and uh, I'm going to protect my property regardless. Right. Well, I, what I mean by that now, Jerry, is quite simply this. Um, first and foremost, we we when we set up a business. 
our, our, our aim when we're setting up the business is not to take into account that there could be antisocial behaviour. Our thing is to set up a business in a beautiful town and do our business and carry on and work together with other businesses. And then we do our community thing with our network and that and we try and do a bit for the community. Again, you don't take into account that you're going to have antisocial behaviour or any kind of criminality. When I'm in my business, I'm, I'm expecting the institutions that I'm paying taxes for and rates for and all of the rest of it to protect my, to do that part of it. I'm doing my part. Uh, and and that that that's the that's the jurisdiction of those. Now I, when I come, when I'm going to be straight with you, if I'm going to my stores to get drinks one of the nights or any of the nights that I'm on business now, and I meet someone running out the door with what, with some of my drink, I'm not going to stop the person and ask them what for, to show me the ID to tell me what age they are. Uh, <laughs> for that reason, I'll put cameras outside to stop them coming in or to, or to catch them coming out if they're lucky enough to get out. But I won't put cameras inside for because I tell you I'll swing for them if I catch them out again. And I think and, a lot of people feel like that as well. I, I suppose the fear is for your own safety. But I understand, and I wouldn't fault anybody for protecting their own property or taking people on. It's just the danger that you could put yourself in, but we understand that as well. You mentioned cameras there. Is that the solution? Cameras everywhere. Um, cameras everywhere can I'd imagine could be helped but there's a big cost associated with it and monitoring it and now you've got data protection thrown into the mix there's a lot of it there's a lot of confusion about that uh, we, we have cameras and we're, and we're updating them as we speak that's an expense that we didn't have to expect to have to, to, to go to but it's mm. been done now because but it's only going to catch X amount and then as, 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 as the guardian will tell you when they catch them there's only X amount they can do with them so I mean it's catching them red handed and being, and being able to like there's also the fear reprisal that can't be ignored here there's an awful lot of people afraid to speak up yes. because of uh, the potential reprisal and these guys have a, have a track record of reprisal mm. Look so, the message today is <laughs> you're not going to stand for it more people no. in Trim aren't and report it Absolutely report it get it out and uh, hopefully it'll be dealt with and if it's not then we have to look at other options that's as simple as that Michael thanks for joining me today we have plenty of people commenting to us already and we're going to carry this on after our break nice to talk to you hope things work out well for you you're very welcome take care that's Michael Hughes from the Stockhouse Restaurant in Trim keep your comments coming to us 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850-715-958 if you'd like to call in Jerry, I have experience of these brats while waiting for my grandchildren they threw clumps of earth at camp and one little fella, he was only about seven, deliberately ran out in front of a car. The driver stuck the car to the road. I rang the guards with a description. Everyone in Trim knows these brats. I'm considering having a hurley stick in the car. A red arse might put manners on them. I don't think it ever did harm, did it, through the years. Uh, Jerry, there's too much talk and no action on all of this behaviour. Scumbags doing what they like. Another example is dog littering. These idiots are getting away with scot-free. No litter wardens on town streets. National monuments like Tara Hill is an example with dog fouling bags thrown into the hedges and other dogs running free. Fouling all over the place, says Jim. Thanks indeed for those comments. Alan Laws is on the line. He sent us in a rake pic from Johnstown on the clothing issue. Hello, Alan. Hello, uh, Jerry. How's it going? Um, my, oh my, I've just got a quick look at these there in an instant and I posted from Drogheda at the weekend. You, It's similar then. It seems to be the same all over. Yeah, basically that area. That area is up by the Atlumley Centre and the Atlumley Centre is kind of part derelict. It's in transition being taken over by a group called Dunville. And basically, there's a clothing bin being abandoned by one of the charities. And it's just a, a, a magnet for illegal dumping. Uh, ourselves, we're chairman of the Tidy Town here in Johnstown, and we've cleaned it on umpteen occasions. Me, County Council, have helped us and cleaned it on one or two occasions, even though it's on private property. 
And basically, we've done our very best, but it just keeps on happening. And there's tons of bags of all sorts being dumped up there. And, you know, from a community in Johnstown, which we're, we're very proud of, we're very proud of all our volunteers, Jerry, we've a lot of good people in Johnstown that are doing their very, very best to keep the place tidy and clean. And there's just a very small minority that just don't really care about anybody else. I mean, again, Navin is a lot to be proud of. They've finished fifth. In, in the cleanest town yes. in, in Ireland, uh, which is above the European average. And that's because, in fairness to May County Council and the environment department and their litter wards and all within the department, they do do a good job. But just one thing I wanted to tell people, Jerry, it's a mistake I made myself. I found uh, a bag of refuse dumped. I was angry because it was dumped outside a lovely estate called Priority here in Johnstown, and the people in Priority keep their estate very clean. I made a mistake of searching the bag myself and seeing could I find any identification in it to bring along to the council. Now, as the little warden told me, sorry, Alan, I can't use that, I'd just like to advise people, if they find illegally dumped uh, rubbish, to contact the council straight away. We can't touch it ourselves. We have to contact the council. So we either ring the council or go on to the environment at meadcoco.ie and ask for one of the uh, little wardens to come out. They have to search it. They, if they find then any identifying uh, letters or anything like that in, in the refuse, they can take legal action. But once we take it, I thought I was doing me yes. the council a favour, Jerry. Mm-hmm. I threw it in the back of my car after finding something. I said, right, I'll drive over to Bivin, the house, give the lads a shout. I actually did the wrong thing. That's and good advice, Alan. Remind people is, yeah. It's just to remind people, you know, we want to get these guys, we want to stamp it out, we want to stamp out illegal dumping. So if you do witness anything like this, get on to me, County Council, straight away. And the same with all councils. Don't interfere with the rubbish. I'm running up towards News at 2. We have about a half a minute left. Just answer this to me, back to the close, because that's what caught my attention the weekend. Is it the fact that the bins are not being uh, emptied enough, the clothing bins, or is it just a fact that people don't care and they just arrive there and splurge, dump everything? Well, there's a bit of, there's a bit of that just arriving there and splurging over. Now, any bins are put out for a good cause. Now, in this particular case, I won't mention the charity, but we've contacted no. the charity because the bin is actually being abandoned. We've contacted the charity, we rang them, we emailed them, and since it's not being empty, we asked them, could they remove us? Now, we didn't even get a reply off them. So, in the meantime, we've been firefighting, and every couple of weeks, basically, that we've gone up, like I say, and got a few volunteers together. We cleaned it ourselves, and we're dealing with all sorts of stuff, so it's very hard for a group of volunteers to clean. But we have had assistance from the county council, but it keeps on happening, Jerry. And it's just, we all try to keep an eye on the place. We photograph it as well as we can around the community. We tip the local people afterwards to try to keep an eye on it if you witness anybody. Detroit, you know, send the pictures into me, County Council, let them take the action because none of us, uh, we have our other kids playing in this area. That will draw uh, the likes of rats and rodents. It absolutely will, Alan. Listen, I have to leave it there. Nice to talk to you today and thanks for coming on and highlighting that and we're delighted to do it as well. Talk to you soon, Alan. Not at all. Take care of yourself. That's Alan Laws there heading to news and weather at two. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Test drive the all-new fully electric Renault Zoe and the all-new Renault 1.3 Petrol Kajar today. With finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk. 
Let me tell you a wee story. Got a message from a fella called Paul Maguire, and I know a number of Paul Maguires in my life, uh, and he said, want to come in and talk to you about the Appalachian Trail, Jerry." So I said, God, this sounds interesting. And then when I did a bit of digging, I saw, oh, and he completed this. Wow, I have to talk to him. And he's here with me today, and would you believe it? I do know him. We knew each other as kids, fell out of contact, but I'm delighted to say he's back with me on Late Lunch today. Paul mm. Maguire, you're welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you for joining me. Well, 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 the Appalachian Trail, this mm. is new to me, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Will you tell our listeners, what is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, a trail in northern uh, America. Uh, starts in uh, the south down in uh, Springer Mountain in Georgia. It, it it moves across the Appalachian Mountain Range up to Mount Katahdin in Maine through 14 states. Um, 2,000 odd miles, is it? So it's 2,200 miles or 3,500 kilometres. So I prefer to walk in kilometres. It okay. sounds better, you know. Yeah, and it sounds more as well <laughs> when you say the kilometres in the, in, in the numbers as well. Why on earth did you take this on? I yeah, want to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, why I went for a stroll down in Wicklow. And uh, it, 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 I, I walked for a day and then I, I kept going. And then I phoned home and I asked my wife if she wouldn't mind if I kept walking for another day. And long story short, I ended up walking, hiking the Wicklow way. I'd, I thought that was great. Um, and I came home and I started researching hiking and I discovered or it uh, the Appalachian Trail, or rather, it discovered me. It's so, Paul, are you saying to me, hold on a minute, this is even more curious and more interesting. You, you weren't someone who's been hiking or walking all your life. No, no, I've done some hill walking with yes. the local trader. Okay, that's, hill that's one thing. Yeah. But no, suddenly no. your appetite was wet by Wicklow, and by God, it's a big jump from Wicklow to it's, this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I wanted something more, so... Okay, well, you certainly got something so, much more. So we went from Wicklow Way at 132 kilometres <laughs> uh, to the Appalachian Trail at 3,500, so... God, you are a man of extremes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that is you're going to go, go big, you Go know? big, yeah. So you did your research, you checked this out, and this is something you did solo just yes. by yourself yeah, is, did yeah. you do it to raise money no. for anything did you just do it for a, a personal thing yeah i i i uh i just did it um because i wanted a decent a challenge okay uh, i wanted something that if i could complete it and it was a big if that i fe- i would feel that it was an achievement and how many days does this trek take this trek uh, quite honestly, average, it takes 180 to 200 days. And how long did it take you? I actually managed to complete it in 142 days. And that's not rushing. Like, I wasn't Yeah, I wasn't uh, against the clock. You know? So just you and your Todd with your little tent. I'm looking at yeah. the pictures of the yeah. little tent yeah, yeah, here yeah, and yeah, you yeah, yeah, you in yeah. it. And a, a little backpack and away yeah. you go with your boots and yeah. clothing and yeah, everything. Exactly, you know yeah. nobody. Where do you start? I'm interested. Do you start in the south in Georgia? Yeah. So you start in the south. And if you're going south to north, you're a southbound or... Sorry, a northbounder. Yeah. So you're called a nobo. There's a lot of different <laughs> terms on the trail. So I love it. You're, you're a nobo if you're going from south to north. You're a sobo if you're going south north. I'd to say south. there was a few hobos you might no, have met on your way. Well, there was very little difference in us and the hobos, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> After maybe 15 days without a shower, you know. <laughs> nobos, sobos, and hobos. I absolutely we, love we it. We were meeting people on the trail. and uh, Hey, Paul, I, what do you mean? 15 days without a shower? Yeah, yeah. We were talking on Friday with our women with opinions on late lunch about, uh, you know, uh, personal hygiene yeah. and cleanliness. Yeah. And I was telling them about 
you actually didn't get a wash for 15 days. Well, not a proper one. You know, there you, you go. You, you wash there you it, go, wash folks. In the stream. Girls, if you're listening today, there are people in the world, other people like if, this as well. Paul if, is one of them. If we met people along the trail that were out for a day hike, you know, we'd be smelling the air after they passed us for the lovely fragrances. <laughs> Even their dogs smells good, you know. <laughs> So listen, when did you do this? Last year, I take last it, yeah? Last year, last March, yeah. So is timing important when you yeah, take this on? Yeah, because you're out in the outdoors, so weather is everything. So you're looking for a weather window between the, the finish of the snow in the south and you've got to finish in the north before the snows start again. So yeah, the, it, the timing is fairly important. So I use a very scientific method about how I would start. Like, I'm Irish, so what day would I start? It's got to be St. Patrick's Day. Around that day. Yeah. It's a significant day yeah, for yeah, everybody. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And back to that lovely woman of yours that you said, yeah. I'm going for a few extra days in Wicklow. Yeah, How did you yeah. get over that yeah, mountain? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, that that took a little bit of uh, sinking in and uh, <laughs> sure a, a couple of nice uh, days down, uh, down in... Uh, a nice hotel down in Carlingford. <laughs> lovely, <laughs> so lovely. I had to build up the brownie points. Well, there. you did but, indeed. But you know, we sat and talked about it, and if mm. it didn't work for both of us, then it didn't work. Yeah. And um, I couldn't have done it without her. And, and is that a, a moot point that if, if if she was unhappy on this side of things, yeah. I, I take it she stayed here while, while you were over there, or for you similarly, yeah, if you ran yeah, into anything yeah, and yeah, you wanted yeah. to yeah, yeah, go, yeah, that was it. That was it, yeah. yeah. So we go just on on the eve of St Patrick's Day with your little tent, yeah. just the backpack on your back. Yeah. Now. You're alone, but you're really not alone, are you, on this trek? There are other people starting the trek, and there are people from around the world, mainly North America, obviously, you know, and so you hook up with other people, and you hike with them for a few days or a longer period of time, and they become your trail family, so they're your tramily. More, more hike, <laughs> oh, more, more trail words. Yeah, yeah, there's lots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you meet people from all over the world yes. so straight away you have sort of company with yes. you but this is a mountain trek it's it rough is. terrain it I take it you have your cell phone as they call it over yes, there your mobile yes, phone yes, with you yes. but there were times I'm sure you were out of coverage were you? Oh yeah, yeah. like uh, probably half the time I, I would have coverage and, and the other half I, I might not you know uh, Were you ever fearful like at, at any stage on this tre- trip day or night did anything unusual happen or what did it go uh, smoothly a lot of people are fearful like on the first night but quite honestly like you know you, you're so tired you just get into the bed you get into the into the tent and you like quite honestly whatever's going to happen is going to happen and staying awake isn't going to help so you're better off just to go asleep and then you hear the monsters outside you know do you and, and then you and then you shine the light out the torch out and you see like two million red eyes looking back at you you know and there's like, you know, you think it's something huge and it turns out to be a chipmunk or something. You know? <laughs> you know, so. But Paul, those yeah. noises yeah. Yeah, at yeah. night yeah. in the dark. Yeah. 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 And you are in spots at times where you are camped alone. Did yeah. you ever communally camp that there were a few little uh, yes, tents most in an area? Most of the time. Most. So, yeah, the, most so you have that. Time, yeah. But you were alone and you yeah. did have these. Yeah. 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 So you're pitching your tent and your trees are blown in the wind and there's hurricanes and storms and everything. So you're trying to pitch a, a tent in the trees. Um in a place where you're not going to get killed by a falling tree, you know, that, that's that's important as mm. well. Okay, so you have all these creatures mm. of the night and day, yeah, and of course yeah. it, it is their habitat. You're the imposter coming Correct. in here and all the other Correct. humans, Correct. Yeah. and you have to get on with it. How did you fare out? Like, yeah. you have to see these pictures. We'll post these of this man's tent, as he calls it. He yeah. can barely fit into it, and that's <laughs> the size of it. It's a single-person yeah, yeah, tent. Yeah. How did you fare out food-wise on that, travelling yeah. along? Yeah, so food is, is actually heavy. So you're you're looking for things like dehydrated foods, like for instance, for breakfast it would be porridge, 
you know if our lunchtime it might be a tortilla and maybe uh, pepperoni something like this you know maybe cheeses uh, evening time is dehydrated um, noodles or rices adding flavor flavorings and stuff so like i think uh, as a treat i had cliff bars and i think i had 350 snickers bars <laughs> and i still lost 12 kilos <laughs> you know so, have you had a snickers since i have not <laughs> no, <laughs> nor nor a coke <laughs> one no, bit surprised. No, no, no. but here's the thing obviously you say food is weight yeah. so where do you stock up as you go so along? what you do is you look at your map and you see that the next trail town or resupply option, and a resupply option could be a gas station at a crossroads or it could be a Walmart in a big town. And you say, right, I've got five days hiking here, so I'm going to have to buy now five days worth of food. So you carry your five days. Or that could be 10 days or it could be two days. You know, So you, you, you look at your map, see where the resupply is, and then you buy your food accordingly. And, you, and invariably, you know, you're getting to the last day and you're just running out. Because you're trying to go light. Mm. Like your pack weight is over 20 kilos, you know, even with these lightweight things in it, you know. But it is logistics. You have to plan this very oh, yeah. carefully. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, you know when you're going to hit another spot to refuel Correct. or whatever. Correct. Um, you said you didn't wash in, yeah, the, well, in the sense of rust, yeah, yeah, showering yeah, and yeah. proper wash. What about toilet and other bodily matters? That to you? I, yeah. know it's, I know it's 2.15 in the I afternoon know, yeah, and people are sitting in their yeah, cars waiting yeah, to pick up yeah. children from school. But, yeah, you know, yeah. well. So... You just have to find a quiet place, and uh, <laughs> and you you know you, what you've got to do actually is you've got to, you take a little little shovel thing with you, you know. Yes. And you dig a cat hole. Okay. Uh, because you want to bury everything. Very uh, good. Otherwise, animals are going to start digging things up, and they get sick yes. and all that type of thing, you yeah. know. And you don't want to pollute water courses, and of course, then there's the leave no trace principles where you're not. Uh, you know, you, you take yeah. only photographs, leave only mm. footprints. You know, I have it. We have it. We have it at this stage. What about weather? You know, it's a long time to be out there, is, and the yeah. seasons are. We get every weather, every, every type of weather. Like started off fairly mild, went, went into horrendous rain, like seven, eight days of rain at a time. Where in one single day we had five and three quarter inches of rain. You know, like I came home here and there was an orange weather warning for three quarters of an inch of rain over two days. And I said, guys, this is nothing, you know. <laughs> Paul, that's us. Haven't you yeah, realised yeah, yeah, a millimetre yeah, of snow and the airport yeah, closes? Yeah. You know, and in exactly. Russia, there's 10 feet. And that's flying right. Yeah, in that's right. You know, that's I always right. think of these things. But my God, that snow, is a lot of rain, isn't it? We went through like serious snow, serious wind, like, oh, like you know, 70, 80 mile an hour winds. Um, and then we went to like uh, hot sunshine where, you know, 35, 40 degrees where we're in um, drought situation where we actually ran out of water because we're dependent on springs and, and, yeah. and streams. And then we have these nice, very nice people that we call trail angels who, who bring us trail magic. And that might be just a container of water. And but for them, like we would have been rightly stuck. And these know? people are along this Correct. extensive yeah. trail. They may have been previous people who hiked the trail previously isn't that just marvellous don't go anywhere I have to take a short break isn't he really interesting I'm really into this I have to say the Appalachian Trail. Mm. I, I've never heard of it. We're hearing about it today from Paul McGuire. And, and listen, you're going to be able to hear more in a couple of weeks and we're going to tell you about that in a few moments. Stay with us on Late Lunch. I have a local man, Paul McGuire, who's completed the Appalachian Trail and we're talking about it on Late Lunch this afternoon. A listener wants to know, in those fierce winds, Paul, did you manage to keep <laughs> the tent in one piece? I, I think did. that you did, yeah. 
Yes, I did. Um, I I had extra guy uh, ropes, uh, so I attached them every night. Because even if you go go to bed like at ten o'clock or nine o'clock in the night, it's calm by three o'clock in the morning. And when you're on a mountain, the winds seem to be quite a bit stronger. So you've got to orientate your tent so that you're pointing into the wind, and then extra guy ropes down, and that did the trick. It did the trick. Did you have any mishaps? Did you need medical attention at any stage? Yeah, I I should have had mental medical attention before I left. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, I I, I had one uh, uh, trip uh, on a on a ridge about ten miles out of a town called Parisburg in Virginia, where I was um, taking out my phone to to call home, and uh, I unfortunately tripped with a forty five pound pack on my back. That drove my face straight into the ground. Um, I smashed my face, my my jaw, my my forehead, my glasses into my nose, and I broke my nose as well. So I also broke my cell phone. So I'm out in the middle of this ridge and nobody around. And uh, I basically had to hike. My only option was to hike back to 10 miles, you know, uh, which isn't a big deal, but get back to hospital. And I spent... um, that was a Sunday. I spent the Monday and the Tuesday just resting in a hostel. And then on Wednesday, I just started out hiking again. God, you're made of stern stuff, I have to say. That windmill road grub from That's many it. years That's ago it. That's it. Uh, set you up for things like this. It's, it's good stuff. Look, look but seriously, that, that's a, a fair knock to get, you know, to it you. Is. and But obviously it didn't yeah. deter you. You had your treatment and on you went. Did you make... Friends, what would you call friends? Long-term friends on this trip. I, I did, yeah, and I made uh, long-term family. You know, so like, you all had names. Oh, we, come back to this, had hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah trail did, names yeah. were called, aren't yeah. they? So what my, were you called? So my unique trail name was Irish or Irish Paul. Well, no. starting around St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> yeah. what else would it I be? I was the only Irish person on the trail, oh, right. okay. so it was okay. unique. So that's your know. name? Yeah, Irish, yeah. Others, you have a trail brother, is that right? So we have a, I met a guy called uh, Pete Broman from Duluth in Minnesota. Uh, he's retired from the Air Force and um, Pete's, uh, Pete's trail name came to him. Uh, one night we were sleeping in a shelter, which is a tree-sided structure, wind blowing all around the place. So you're sleeping in there, it's fairly cold, uh, there's little critters and so forth run all around you and um, Pete wakens up in the middle of the night and there's some guy spooning him you know and uh, just to keep and it made sense I suppose to keep everybody nice and warm you know so uh, Pete the guy apologised to Pete and Pete said oh it's okay I'm easy and from then he's easy Pete easy Pete so, so the name stuck so yeah. he was your trail brother and others you, you, is it true that You've had visits from people yeah, to Ireland yeah, that you yeah, met yeah, on, yeah, on, on yeah, this, yeah? Yeah, two friends came over, stayed for a week, uh, and, like, we did all the stuff. Uh, went to a nice uh, McHugh's pub here in Drada and g- gave him some nice Guinness and uh, went to the storehouse. And we went down to Tom Crean's down in... Uh, Tom Crean's, uh, you know, the Antarctic Explorer yes. down in Onniskall. We went down, down there and did a bit of a tour around Ireland. So you've given them a, a flavour of Ireland as well. them home exhausted, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have kept contact with quite a few people you've yeah, met, haven't practi- you? Practically daily, practically daily. Really? Yeah, there's a tremendous trail community. Uh, it's 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 funny. Like the trail, the trail has really. I think that trail is going to be with me forever and the context that I made, you know, it's it, the trail continues. I mean, the very fact that we're here talking about today, mm. so many mm. months later, you know, it just the trail just continues on and on and on. And everything I do 
if I'm having a conversation with somebody, I have to concentrate not to bring it back to the trail. Because it's like show, showing someone your uh, holiday photographs, you know, you know. So become a trail nerd now. Exactly. But look, exactly. Said, hey, Paul, you've done it and yeah. you, you have the badge, you've worn it and you've completed it as well. What was it like to go the whole lot from south in Georgia to yeah. finish up in Maine? Is it is yeah, Maine, Maine the, the yeah. end of it? Northern Maine. Through 14 states. 14 states. Uh, kilometres again. You have the kilometres. 3,325.94. When you finished how did you feel yeah surreal really because um you suddenly get you you arrive at the sign at katahdin and you know you're there and everything that you've been living for for the last five months has suddenly come to something of an end you know and it just feels peculiar you know it's it's you're it's 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 bittersweet you're 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 so happy to have achieved but you're also so sad that you know It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. not going to be seeing your, your tramily again, you know. Uh, we'll see each other on Facebook and Messenger and so forth, but we're not going to have the same contact, you know. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. A sense of loss in a way, you Indeed. know, from what you've been used to for so many days and weeks and months uh, and, and the people as well. Did it, on the other hand, fire anything within you to say, well, maybe I might look at something else? Yeah, immediately I didn't want to know about anything got to do with hiking. Okay. That was my first... The first reaction. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, but as time goes by, uh, I have to say I'm, I'm getting sort of itchy feet and um, I'd like to do a hike this year uh, in Europe and I am considering, now I'm not committing to it, but I am considering... There is there's three major trails in the US. There's the Appalachian Trail, there's the Pacific Crest Trail, which is the one that's featured in the film Wild, and then there's another one called the Continental Divide Trail. So I'm interested in the Pacific Crest Trail. It's about 800 kilometers longer than the AT, uh, and it goes through like 700 miles of desert, and there's a lot more altitude in it, and there's a lot more extreme weather. And we've you know in, we move from black bears to to, to, to browns to grizzlies mm. and um, the, the hazards are greater you know 2017 five people died on it 
So it, 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 there's a lot to consider. Yeah. But it is something that is gr- growing with interest. Back to the appellation. Yeah. What percentage of people actually completed yeah. that set out on this? Yeah, in, in 2018, uh, approximately 4,600 people started and less than 600 finished. So the percentage completion was about 12%. Small. It is small, yeah. It is small, yeah. And a lot of people, you know, like, they get sick on the trail, they run yeah. out of money on the trail, or, yeah. you know, they, they get some, like, people talk about bears, but the actual bigger hazard is the tick, where, you know, people get Lyme's disease and so forth. So know. important, yes, to be aware of that as well yeah. and take speedy action if, yeah, if you indeed, do get the bite. Indeed, yeah. um, the other thing is your weight. I, yes. I, I, I go back because <laughs> I, I caught you mentioned it earlier yeah, on in our conversation. Yeah, yeah. You lost. So I started out at uh, 89 kilos. And I finished at 77 kilos. My BMI is 81, so I was four kilos below that. Mm. My, my pack, the, the uh, hip strap on my pack, uh, simply wouldn't close enough to go around my belly, you know. Like, I, I, I was gone. <laughs> that is... There are easier ways of losing weight, but yeah. not as much fun, you know. <laughs> no, definitely not. But it does show you the physical test of endurance it is. Now, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We've got a great flavour for the Appalachian Trail and your story today. Sure, yeah. But if you want to find out more, Paul is actually uh, organising a special event in McHugh's Pub, the venue, in Drogheda on the 29th of March. Why? What are you going to do there? Okay, so um, this idea came from members of the Trader Trekkers Hill Walking Club. They asked me would I be interested in doing it and of course I am. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to raise some funds for the voluntary organisations that are the Wicklow Mountain Rescue Services and the Mourne Mountain Rescue Services. These are the people that will come out and get you when you're in trouble in the mountains. They work completely free of charge, totally voluntary and this we're providing this as an opportunity for people to contribute just €10 Euros each to help those organisations. Yeah, very important. And it's only when you need them that you realise how important they are. So you're going to be there. You're going to expand on this conversation today and you're going to take questions from the audience and you're going to have the pack with you and show them, you know, on the tent and what's involved in doing this as well. And if you're thinking of something, perhaps doing the appellation, what a better way to to meet the man that's completed it just last year mm. and he'll give you all the information you want. So that is the venue, McHugh's Drogheda, the 29th of March. So it's in yeah. four weeks' time. We'll give it a, a mention again for you yeah. nearer today. We have tickets you. available on Eventbrite. You can, you can buy a ticket that way. Okay. Uh, Eventbrite, go on there. And, and there. Uh, those tickets are available if you go on to the tradertrekkers.ie website. You can buy a ticket there. It's even, fantastic. Even if people can't go, they might like to support the causes. Of course. Uh, the, yeah. the mountain rescue services are well worth support. Oh, they are indeed. They are indeed. Well, until the next time and when you Thank opt you, for one of these other ones indeed. in the States or somewhere indeed. else in the indeed. world, indeed. I'd love yeah, to yeah. have you back. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a wonderful personal yeah. achievement. Is, yeah. Thank yeah. you for yeah. telling yeah. your lovely story to us Thanks today. for having me. Thank Paul, I great to see you chat. again. Thank Take you. care. Thanks, Jerry. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Test drive the all-new fully electric Renault Zoe and the all-new Renault 1.3 Petrol Cajar today. With finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk.
Late lunch, LMFM Radio this Tuesday afternoon. And let me tell you that we're getting real enterprising on the show for the next few days. Yes, because Enterprise Week is coming up next week. And ahead of that, we have a few different angles on late lunch today, tomorrow and again on Thursday. But today we're starting with the schools. And I'm delighted to welcome to the show students from Kalosh de Rish in Dundalk. And I'll tell you why they're here. Rob Marr is with me. And Rob Marr is Tara Walker's husband. Rob, good to see you again. Thank you for dropping in to us today. Good to see you, Jerry. And Rob is the coordinator of the Student Enterprise Programme. And Rob and myself had a conversation. You may as well tell him the story on air today a few months ago, hadn't we, about this, Rob? Yes. Yeah, we were talking about the programme and how interesting it is with all the different ideas the students are generating, how much... Um, enthusiasm I suppose is generated around starting a business, taking an idea, turning it into a real product and then actually having to go out and sell it and then put again to, uh, putting a business plan together. So it's a great programme to get people involved in entrepreneurship and in running businesses. How good are young folk at this? What do you make of them in terms of their ideas, their initiative, their enterprise? I think they're fantastic because they've got no preconceptions about what could go wrong or what could go right. They just take an idea and they just run with it. They're not kind of maybe crippled with insecurities or worries about it. It's just pure enthusiasm, engagement with the idea and then just taking it and running with it. So they're actually a pleasure to work with and and always great fun and hardworking too. Now, you being uh, the coordinator, when you go in and meet the young folk in Colossus, for example, here, and there are lots of ideas and they're enthusiastic about them, how do you handle that to say, yeah, that's potentially a runner or something that we could develop? And then some obviously aren't. Well, I suppose they're all runners in a way that we try to encourage them to okay. participate in the programme, come up with ideas. So even if it's just a small idea, they can make 80 or 100 or 150 euros. We want to encourage that too. It's not competitive in that we want it to be a programme that everyone engages with. So even if it's not a world-beating idea, but they learn about enterprise then I consider that to be a success. It's, so it's encouraging the entrepreneurial spirit. And remember, Rob, if you make one 150 euro, they all know this as well. You just get a multiplier of that and you're away, aren't you? Absolutely, yeah. It's fantastic to see. And I think when you've got simple ideas, they're often the best ones too because they're easy to execute, cheap to put together. I mean, the guys here are going to talk about, I think, just a fantastic idea that was very quick for them to get off the road, uh, on the road with, and now they've been out selling it and doing great with it. So, Okay, we're going to hear about those in a moment. The teacher is Brendan Klusky, isn't it? Tell me about the guys that are here with us today. What, what year are they in the school? Well, we're all, they're all in transition year, so they have plenty of free time to focus on their uh, enterprise and their business idea. So transition year is where this happens in Kalash de Riche. Exactly, yeah. We, it ha- we do it every year. We, have, um, we always have some very successful groups of students set up, um, you know, great ideas for their many companies and they run them themselves and they usually work very independently. Is transition compulsory in Kalash de Riche? It's not compulsory, no. Okay, so everybody here volunteers for that year. You can either go in or move on for the leave and exactly, as well. Yeah. Um, the, the two groups we have with us today and the two different uh, companies, w- when you see what they've come up with, is this typical of what you've seen? You've worked on this programme, I take it, before and what you see this year. Is this that something that, you know, emerges each year? Well, these, these two products we haven't had before. You know, right, they're, they're so these original are new. ideas. Yeah. But each year you, you get a new set of concepts, ideas, so there's plenty of stuff coming exactly. forward from them. It's actually it's surprising each year to see how many new ideas keep coming and keep coming, you know. You wouldn't be able to think of them each year. It's just surprising to yeah. see the just the fresh ideas and opportunities that students themselves spot 
in the marketplace. So yeah. Kalash de Riche is a furtive educational place for these young business Absolutely. people of the future. Of course. <laughs> and, and Rob, just back to you, is, that, is it typical of these programmes? Because you work across a number yeah. of schools as well, yeah? Very typical, yeah. I mean, within, in Louth alone this year, we've 17 different schools involved. So we're talking quite literally in the hundreds and possibly sometimes over a thousand students engaged. You could be running sessions with over a hundred students in a room at one time. So you can imagine if you give them even just 15 or 20 minutes, the amount of ideas they can come up with if they're kind of allowed to come up with anything then they will come up with anything so it's um it's, the diversity of ideas is incredible you see tech products farming products um typical household products you you almost name a sector and there's an idea generated from one of the sessions it's it's great so let's hear from one of uh, the uh, business ideas in collage de riche this is called pebblestone family Picks and here today to talk about it is Colin McKeown. I have it right now, have I? Yeah, yeah I was promoting you to teacher there. Would you like to be a teacher? Uh, oh, I don't know. It's not really my race, not really. Anyway, that's for another day. Welcome to the show, Colm. Is Thank it you. just you or were there others involved in this? Uh, so my group, I just work singly on my own, so... Okay, I you're a one-man group. Grand, yeah, I so like better. that very much. So you're MD, financial controller, marketing <laughs> manager, <laughs> producer, you name everything, it. Everything, everything. It's good, multi-skilled and multi-talented. What is Pebblestone Family Picks? Uh, so uh, my company is like a, a 23 by 23 centimetre frame, white or black, and it's a 5 centimetre like a, in depth. So it's just got like local uh, driftwood and pebbles from different beaches around Dundalk set into like a one photo so like it could be suited to whoever they want so like there's a people who came to me who wanted a who just started a family so it could be two adults a an infant and underneath it just says family or a quote from them so just to suit it just (laughs) so it can be any image that anybody wants you to uh make beautiful with all these uh, items yeah. that you've collected out there on the, on the shore on the yeah. beaches as well so it works like this people come to you with the image is that it and then you create yeah so frame. I suit it around to them so they're like ah them. so like you're them. not a, it, it actually there is this is quite different in a way because normally you buy the frame don't you and then you slot the picture into it you're thinking outside the box for sure. Yeah. I like this. So anybody, any image, any type of picture, they take it to you, you look at it, and then you design the frame of it. Yeah. So I designed the picture and the frame, yeah. The picture and the frame. So you bring them together, and that's the way it, it, you go, give it back then to the, to the people you've done your job on yeah. it. And it's just you. Yeah, just me. You gather the stuff? Yeah, I gather stuff myself. So uh, me and my family were big into fishing. So some oh, weekends yeah. when I'm out in the beach, I can just be looking at all the different shapes and stones and different driftwood, just everything, just picking up loads of different wee pieces. Tell me about your fishing. You're talking to an angler here. Is it, <laughs> is it boat fishing with nets or is it rod fishing? What do you do? Rod fishing, seeing like. What do you go fishing in the sea for? A uh, trout. Oh, right. Okay. So you love your fishing, do you? Yeah. So you're good. out there. It all happens, doesn't it? I yeah. have to tell them, be at Lake or see, I know myself. It's nice so to come. what's been the, the take up on this or the reaction to it? it? It has been very good. It's something people don't normally see out there as like a, a company. Uh, there's been a lot of people on Facebook uh, saying that it's like really good. They haven't seen anything like it. It's just something for the home, makes it more like home. It's just 
something different. Have you noticed, you know they say in business, word of mouth, especially in the hospitality sector and services of that, people talk about things and say it's great. Have you noticed that as well, that, you know, when you, you, you did your first one and then another one, another one, do yeah. people tell other people? Yeah, it is a, It is big word of mouth. That's probably my biggest type of advertisement is word of mouth. Thanks to my mom, she uh, shared it on Facebook. And, uh, ah, the Irish mammies. And that works, you know yeah. something? <laughs> you can't beat them. And especially with the lads are concerned, the girls are laughing here. Do you see them laughing? Yeah. We'll be interested to see what their take is. It's probably the Irish daddies in their case, but we'll see. Anyway, your mam is a great promoter of yours, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, so my mom just shared it, got to one person, then got to another, then got to another, and it just lifted. What's your mammy's name? Anna Marie McKeown. Well done to you today, Anna Marie. <laughs> Congratulations to you. Your boy's doing you proud, I have to tell you, here this afternoon. So... What potential do you see in this? Where do you see this going? Do you can you make a knock a few pound out of this for yourself now? Yeah, it's good. It's very good for me. It helps me towards like a, when we're going on holidays and that. There, I can just give a bit a bit of money to the holidays and help pay for myself. Good so. man yourself. Your mother's delighted here and that I can tell you <laughs> for sure. Um, but you know you've produced quite a number of these. What about the first one? Do you remember the first one you produced and who yeah. who, who was that? Tell me that story. Uh, yeah, I remember the first one. So. Uh, uh, this woman came and uh, asked me if I could give uh, just one that was just a uh, two parents, uh, two parents with an infant in the middle, and uh, then underneath it just had a family quote saying "family for Christmas." Okay. So then uh, she really liked that one, thought the idea was unreal. So she came back to me a week later asking if I could do about five more, and then that was it. So uh, for family, friends, and cousins. Yeah. So I went and uh, made five more, and then I got another message saying that uh, she wanted uh, a few more. So I added up, so I got an order of about 10 to 12 Good ones man. of big families, all the family in it together. So could be about 15 people in the photo with mm. wee kids and then underneath just a family coat. So it starts to roll. It starts to, to build up for you. Yeah. So driftwood, pebbles, shells, anything like that in anything. a surround of a photograph, a yeah. very natural look. Yeah, a natural sea look. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Do you mind me asking you, what would it cost me to get one of them done? So to get one done, it's a 19 euro. Oh God, you're very reasonable, I think. <laughs> yeah, it, it is very good actually in comparison to some other uh, Facebook pages out there that are doing similar to them. Some of them are in the price range of about 35 up to 50 euro. So I think 19 euros. Pebble Stone family picks. You heard it first on late lunch this afternoon. You won't get a better deal on radio anywhere in the country today. <laughs> I like it. I really do like it. And Thank I think you. it's terrific. And you've hit on something very, very different, I say. Rob, just before we t- head to the break, and girls, I'm not forgetting about you. Your turn will come. Uh, this is great, isn't it? It's fantastic, yeah. And I think the fact is, it's been a trend in the last few years to see individuals do really well when they're just responsible for absolutely everything. I'm sure the girls will testify when you've a team of people, you know, everyone really has to pull together. But when you're completely on your own, then you can be responsible for everything. So it's hard sometimes because you have all the work to do. You've got to make the product, sell the product. But similarly, you're completely in control of it and it can be as successful as you decide to make it or not. So, yeah, no, he's outstanding and has done a terrific oh, job. Oh, you yeah. really have. I'm just thinking about your AGM, just yeah. you, <laughs> devoting just you, <laughs> arguing in your own mind, you with yourself yeah, as well. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for it. Anyway, we're listening today and hearing from brilliant students from Colosse de Riche in Dundalk who are young entrepreneurs. Uh, that was Colin McKeown there from Pebblestone Family Picks. Up next, I have four lovely young women 
And believe it or not, they're all bin lids. Stay with us on Late Lunch. <laughs> we need them more than ever in Ireland. Young entrepreneurs. And today, the studio is just hopping with entrepreneurship. Yes, the students from Transition Year, Kalosh de Riche in Dundalk are with us. Pebblestone Family Picks. We've heard from Colin McKeown a moment ago. I have four lovely young ladies with me here as well. Their company is called The Bin Bungie. And I'm joined today by Kira Sharkey, Amy Ward, Foster Razmaita and Sarah White. And I have to say hello as well to Alana Tinley, who's not here with us today, but she is a member of this business consortium as well. The Bin Bungie. I believe, Foster, you have been given the task of explaining to me what this is. Yeah, so our product uh, consists of a bungee cord here and a clip and a hook. So the bolts go on, they screw on top of your bin lid and then it hooks onto the bottom. So under your lid and it keeps your bin lid closed during like winter storms and uh, really windy and like if it falls over your rubbish won't come out. And if you jam it to the top and it's overflowing and the lid is halfway up, will it keep the lid down then? Yeah, well it's very stretchy. Yeah, give it to me here and let me have a look at that for myself till I see it. So the hook on the bottom goes under, I know the lip, under the bin. Yeah. So this is any colour bin, green bin, black bin or whatever. Yeah. And this part here with the little nut on that opens and fixes in to the the lid. Yeah. So it becomes like that. So it's like your bungee, look. See that? You see that? We're on Facebook Live. Helena Mullins. Look, Helena Mullins is here. Look, Helena, can you see that? If you're on Facebook Live, see the stretch. Top of the bin, underneath the bin, and it hooks like that. How did you come up with this idea? Where did this come from? Who put this afoot? Come on, you're in the conversation now. She says, you go first, Foster. This is Amy Ward. Come on, Amy. Well, uh, I was actually talking to my mum one night and it was just before Christmas, so she was complaining about the weather and we're the end house at the bottom of the estate, so we get everyone's rubbish that flows down. So she said, I just wish that I could have something to put on the top of my bin to keep the lid closed. And I said, you're a genius, mum. That's our idea. So I brought it into the girls the next day and... Here we are. <laughs> you, there'll be jealousy between the McKeown family and the Ward family. What's your mammy's name? Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Did you see that? The Irish <laughs> mammy again. You laughed when I mentioned his mamma or he mentioned his mamma as well. But there is a link, isn't it funny? The mothers of Ireland are full of ideas. And why wouldn't they be? They're there. They can see what they need. So you had this bing eureka moment and you came into the ladies and said, I have it. Yeah. It was as simple as that. Yeah. Who made this for you? Well, we actually buy all the pieces and we assemble them ourselves. So, yeah, we make them at home. So there's an assembly line in Colossians yeah. as well. God, we never knew that until today. So you buy all the little individual fittings yeah. here, the stretchy thing yeah. and this, and you make it yourself. Yeah, except the bin bungee, like this actual bungee cord part, we actually have someone who makes, like who puts that yes. around it for the us. The little brass part yeah. there on it. And then everything else we do ourselves, packaging and all that there. How much would this cost me? Uh, you can get one for six euro, you can buy two for ten or three for fifteen if you need three. <laughs> three looks a good option, doesn't yeah. it? That's a good <laughs> offer there. It really does look a good offer. So how has this developed for you? How many have you made? How many have you sold? What's the story with that? Uh, so we've sold over 200 units so far. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> and not in a relatively short space of time, yes? Yeah. Now, tell me this. 
How are you going to move this out further? Or what are your plans to sell more? What's your thought on your strategy on that business strategy? Well, we've emailed loads of different uh, local stores and stuff like that there. So we're trying to arrange meetings with as many people as we can to try and get our product into their stores. And we've also got onto like the bin companies like Oxygen and that so we can try and get them to buy our product because, you know. Yeah. That's a good strategy because we have big bin companies based in the northeast here as well. Do you know, is there anything like this? Have, 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 have you seen anything like this before on the market? Not really, no. No. <laughs> no, Rob, what, can you come in there? No, No, I don't think there is anything on the market. I think the girls have actually been looking at applying for a patent on the design to kind of secure it. And I think um, if anyone from Oxygen is listening or any of those other companies too, they'd be delighted for an opportunity to talk about how they could be, uh, perhaps we thought maybe it'd be a great thing to pass on to their customers as a gift or as a as an added sell-on for their monthly subscriptions that they're paying. So we think it's a great idea and uh, it works works really, really well. And you don't get 200 sales for, for nothing, Jerry. No, you know. I know so, that in a short space of time that's why Rob Marr does his job you just heard there he knows where to take this from here for you and he's pitching for you here on the airwaves today Oxygen do listen to us I know that I can tell you that for sure and others as well again like columns I really like this I think this is a really really nifty and clever idea because so many people you know yourself the other thing is if it gets a blow the dogs and birds and everything and the litter going everywhere it's a blinking nuisance isn't it Yeah, it really is and the packed up bins as well What's your margin? How much can you make? Are you making much on one of these? Do you want to tell me or do you want to keep that secret? <laughs> it's a trade secret. It's a trade yeah, secret. That's one. a secret. We can't tell Oh, you. yeah, yeah. Well, I won't push you on that. I, I, I watch Dragon's Den. You know, I'm a big fan of it. It's not really going here anymore, but in the UK. But you know something like this? I'm telling you something. When they see something like this, I think they'd sit up a bit because look at the amount of bins there are in households in this country, in these islands, in the world. Exactly. It's such a big market and I think people have a daily frustration and problem with this because I I know myself, you're always trying to fill the bins to the absolute maximum every week and you end up standing on the bins or climbing on top of them. So if this is a great way just to keep the the rubbish secure and the litter from going onto the streets, it's just a a really simple, really well-executed idea all round. Mm. I love it. And it's the simplicity of it, yes, the brilliance of the concept and the practicality of what it does. Now, tell me this. There are four of you here, and Alan is not with us today. What way did the roles break down, or did you do that? Because this man, you see, he's everything. He's everything. <laughs> what about you guys? Do you have specific roles? Yeah, yeah so uh, I was in charge of finance, and Sarah over here, she was in charge of social media, advertising, and, like production of the product very important woman Sarah White I have to say very very important come on yes uh, Amy Ward was uh, in charge of like getting the product from the from the man that was assembling parts of it yeah and production and um, of course our mammy is the thought yes that, we have to give credit there as well <laughs> yeah and the idea for she it she was also in charge of the Instagram page I believe and yeah Kira Sharkey she was with social media as well so we were kind of doing bits and bobs uh, do you know what I hear from you? And it's interesting. So much emphasis on social media and, and that route to market, Rob. 
Absolutely. It's it's where everybody's at at the moment, Jerry. You know, it's such an easy way to get into people's, literally into their hands, where they can see messages, see ideas, see concepts kind of brought to life. And I think it's a great way to share what you're doing, especially with something so practical, little, even opportunities for little explainer videos or testimonials from customers. There's just, it's incredible innovation in the last few years that we can now get access to so many customers without actually even having to spend money anymore. It's, it's such a mm. transformation in the way small businesses like uh, these guys' businesses can promote themselves. Yeah, I know, I know, Amy, Alana Tinley's role, <laughs> you can tell. But please say, what, the, what Alana's role in this? Well, Alana is also in charge. She's in charge of our Facebook and she takes all the orders from our Facebook and gets them back to us, so she's very important. What's girl. the turnaround? If I order one of these off you, how quickly will you have it out to me? soon as we possibly can we've, <laughs> we've got them like yeah yeah so you have a stock of them and you can get them out quickly and you'll yeah. post them out as well to yeah. people yeah they're an easy little thing to drop in the post yeah so does the charge include the postage or is that more on top of it oh, well we can we will drop it to your house for free or oh for my free. god god Perks, almighty <laughs> when you see this though i want to come back to this again and say again pebblestone family pictures and the bin bungee are terrific aren't they they really are yeah. two, just two yeah. examples you know they're great come back to teacher here from uh, the school for a moment yes. Brendan yep. Brendan Klusky you must be really proud in the yeah. school of these guys oh, it's a great thing to see you know especially when they're actually doing so well and making a bit of money for themselves you know they, they really deserve the rewards they have coming their way and as well they make it so easy for us as the teachers I mean we, we really don't have to do we have to do very little mm. you know, they, they take care of everything themselves most so. of it comes from exactly. themselves exactly all of it all of it we, we, we really don't have to do much for them at all they're very it's, it's amazing to see uh, young people doing so well yeah. with their own companies you know it's, it's terrific girls we heard uh, the man himself saying a moment ago Colm that what he does with his little bit of profit and the money he makes what about yourselves how does it work are you distributing profits yet yeah we um, we actually took money out of Christmas time so we could buy some Christmas presents for our family and our friends and we also treated ourselves to lunch one time, didn't we? Why? <laughs> Why not? Don't you deserve it? So you're you've been very careful with the capital that you have. Yes, a little bit, but nothing wild so far. Do you see this, you know, growing beyond this as a project in transition year with young entrepreneurs? Yeah, I actually definitely do think. Mm. And it's great fun as well. Like whenever we were first brought to the idea, oh, you have to make a product, we were sitting there thinking how are we ever going to be able to do that? But it's not actually as difficult as it seems. So. It's not rocket science. No. It really isn't, that's for sure. Rob, this is terrific. I, I'm really yeah. delighted to, to feature these brilliant young people this afternoon. But they are uh, an example of, of what's there out in our schools here in the North East. Very much so, yeah. It's, this, this is just one example of the, kind of the innovation and the ideas that the students are able to come up with. I think what I've really wanted to impress upon them is how quickly you can make money and how opportunistic you can be when you see something that's potentially a good idea if you can turn that around and get it out there we were talking to the guys not disclosing any profits or anything but they would have had to make work 20 hours in a center or something equivalent to that to make as much money as they've made yes. in a couple of hours work just mm. selling their product mm. so i think it's just it can really show that when you're hitting a great business idea and people really want it how much that can be transformational in terms of your disposable income, in terms of how much uh, quality of life you can enjoy when you've got a good idea like the guys have done. Absolutely. Just back to Colm for a second there. Where can people find out more about Pebble Stone Family Picks? Have you a web presence? Uh, or? Yeah, so uh, I have a Facebook, Instagram and Gmail. All of them are CMK Pebble Art. So it stands for Colm McKeown Pebble Art. CMK Pebble Art. Art. 
C so that's it again say it once more time for me CMK Pebble Art Pebble Art that's it so you can check it out there and the Bin Bungies uh, you can get Bin Bungies on our Facebook page at the Bin Bungie our Instagram page as well thank you all for joining me on the show I'm enthused <laughs> I'm confident of the future much. thank you for dropping into thank Late Lodge thank you thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors Dundalk. Test drive the all-new fully electric Renault Zoe and the all-new Renault 1.3 Petrol Cajar today. With finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk. Dundalk Stadium have a big night lined up for you this Friday with a Kentucky Derby race night. The Kentucky Derby is known as America's greatest race and the most exciting two minutes in sport. It's held every year in Louisville, Kentucky. And this Friday, Dundalk Stadium is hosting horse and greyhound racing featuring the European road to the Kentucky Derby. Bet Victor Patton stakes, followed by live music from Sugartown Road after the racing. We have a pair of tickets to give away to that big night on late lunch this afternoon. All the winners Monday to Friday with two tickets each day. We'll go into a hat for a four-course meal at the View restaurant at the end of the week. Here's the question. Doggies again. What colour, colour or whatever you call vest or there's a name on it that the dog wears uh, in the different traps. Does the dog and trap number three wear? What colour does dog and trap number three wear in greyhound racing? Your answers please to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp for free or text with your name and details and we'll pick a winner before the end of the show. Grania Lynn was in touch with me. Hello Grania to say she really enjoyed listening to Paul Maguire earlier and her son Connor is heading off to hike the Pacific Crest Trail. Paul mentioned it that it might be the next one he'd do uh, starting on the 13th of March 2,570 miles from the Mexican border to Canada. Will Paul do this next says Grania. Watch this space but your boy is doing it anyway. So there's another guest for late lunch down the road. Now we've had lots of comment uh, about the antisocial behaviour and the dumping we were talking about at the start of the show. Let me read some of them to you. Thank you for sending them to us. Uh, Jerry. Uh, those people didn't get a slap in time. Those brats, says a listener. Well, you know, when you talk about this, Louise, you've grown up in this country as well. Um, and, you know, you cannot, and I understand this, you're, you're not allowed to slap a child now. You're not allowed to uh, punish a child in any way. That is the law. But do you think it's become a little too loose? And that's part of the reason for this. It has, Jerry. But, like, you can't take on people anymore. You really can't. You don't know... They could be on substance, substances, they could have anything in their pocket. You know, you can't just go and take the law onto your own. And I know they've done it in the past 40 years ago. You used to might get a mm. clip around the year, but can't do it anymore, Jerry. Do you think, though, that that's the point that this is all coming from, that there is just a lack of discipline, a lack of respect, yes. you know, starting at home in certain families, uh, people and young people especially are allowed to do what they want. Oh, no, absolutely. And I know um, and I know from from people working in certain areas of, of Ireland, not just Louthmead, the young people in some areas have absolutely no apathy. They'll just laugh at people if mm. they're in, in need. And, you know, we see it all the time, people pouring stuff on, on the homeless. There's, there just doesn't seem to be that care anymore and I don't know whether it's social media or I don't know whether it's at home where there's just no discipline. Like, yeah, and what, do you, what do you do? Yeah, I, I honestly think it comes back. I know when I was growing up at home, I, honestly, I'll tell you this. 
you were afraid to put a foot wrong. You yeah. know, now my mother, I have to tell you this, my father never raised his hand to me in my life. Really? Never, never, ever, ever. He never, ever, he never probably even... Did you get a look even, or something though? Or? He, he, he never even raised his voice, I can tell you. My mother did the disciplining in mm. our house. And again, she was a softie, you know what I mean? She'd make a race at you and miss you, you know, that type yeah, of way. Yeah, yeah. But I can tell you in our home, we knew we were never to put a foot out of place. Honestly, never to bring trouble to the door, never to get involved in anything that would, you know, uh, bring the law onto our home or but, not to, you know, be destructive with other people's property, you know, just all was that, that you know, led by example or did they sit by, you down or did you just know? Was it just knew. the life you led? By example, and they talked to you as well. You know what I mean? They talked to you mm. and they let it known that what their feelings were. And we grew up, I grew up in a very working class area. We had no money. Uh, we We just had enough to have a lovely, comfortable life, eat well, a roof over our heads, little treats now and again. But I'll tell you, you know, we didn't, you know, rebel because of that or say, look at us or look at them. There was none of that. Everyone was sort of in the same boat and really most people were decent. And, you know, since then, it's just gone out of control with an element of society and a part mm. of society. And like that, you have to say most young people and most people are good. It's just an element. But an there's element. no fear of no. authority anymore. Absolutely Nothing. none. And our the our guards' hands are tied. Yeah. And you know what? Like somebody said about it, putting a hurl in their car there, Harley, and reddening somebody's arse. I don't think, to be honest with you, I, I, I don't believe in uh, punishment, a wanton punishment for the sake of it. But where somebody steps out of line, and I'll tell you this, if you knew there was punishment and you were going to get a few clips and things were going to be happening if you were wrong, You'd think twice about it. Unfortunately today... You can't do that, You Jerry. can't do it. And that is... I think we have to look at this whole area as a people again. It's just something that we need to get back to because it's, certain elements are gone out of control. The majority of people in areas where they have names for being bad areas are really good people. Yes. It's a small element. And I know this. I know this from the troubles that were happening around Drogheda recently and there were certain areas, I won't name them here, mm because they don't deserve to be named because the vast majority of people are good people in those areas. But there's an element there yeah. and that element are out of control. They don't care about the law. They do anything. They've got in involved in in mm. drugs. They're, uh, you know, they draw from the state. They don't work. All that is wrong. That has to stop. That has to be wet out. They have to be wet out and dealt with and dealt with forcefully, to be honest. Let's look, 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 look at some of these other comments here. You were talking about a moment ago, something you said there. I'm going to pick up on it from a listener. Uh, a listener says to me, Jerry, I took them on. These are the people who are involved in this antisocial behaviour. The guards knew the area they lived and took me away and spent more time giving out to me for going after them. Parents were believed, not me. The parents of the perpetrators of the antisocial behaviour were believed the person who took them on wasn't. And the guards sort of gave the dressing down to the person that complained. That's not right. No, absolutely not. That's not right either, I have to say. You have more comments there. Loads coming in. It seems to be a huge topic out there. Give us a couple of those, will you? Um, Paddy phoned in and he reckons that if a youth or a young person of underage is caught damaging any property, mm. the cost of the damage should be deducted from the parents. And he reckons that they'd soon be stopped, th- these young people, by the parents if the parents were forking out constantly for their child's behaviour. 
Not um, a bad idea. That is a good idea. You have to hit the people at source if they don't care about the youngsters who are supposed to be under their care and control. Here's another one. Navin, the Beachmount area. Been there and went after a gang like a demon. But even when the Gardaí came, nothing was done. Uh, parents stood up for them and said they were at home with them. The parents should get jail for at least 30 days and that might stop these disgusting children because that's what they are, says me, the listener, to us this afternoon. But can you, you know, it's all about the proof and the whole lot. You know, they could have yep. been home with the parents. Mm, but like, you know what I mean? Obviously, this person believes they weren't. They were and yeah. that was the cover for them. They had an alibi. Yeah, but it's all again down to the parents, isn't mm, it? Mm. There's another one here. Um, James said there is a group of youths um, who stand at a playground, a particular playground in Kells, and they loiter just there most of the day and just give hassle to people walking by, shouting names constantly. Another example, that's Kells coming up this time. This is just widespread. It's all over the place and it's endemic and it's epidemic, let me say, as well. Listen to this one. Jerry. things are really getting worse. Putting stink bombs in telephone boxes, knocking on elderly people's doors and so-called Halloween pranks that you thought were amusing years ago was the start of this progressively worse behaviour. So this person is saying that it starts... And Halloween is a shocking time. It's It's actually a time time. of the year I absolutely hate now. And I used to love it as a child because we had fun. But now it's massive bonfires, it's burnings, it's these firecrackers, fireworks. And this person is saying it emanates there. Let me continue with the comment. Um... Aided by helicopter parents, the inability of Gardaí to do anything and even sanctions against parents to punish by the machinery of the state. So that's what we're talking about. You're not able to smack or, you know, deal in any way like that with a child. That's what that person is talking about there. And then, Jerry, you have the glorification of TV programmes like Love, Hate, often shown far too early in the evening. Now, I will tell you one thing, uh, and I was told this by a member of the Gardaí, that Love, Hate spawned an awful lot of these little jumped-up yeah, they're, they're brats who are involved. Wanting to be them. Yes, uh, mimicking and wanting to be them as well. No doubt about that. Anything else on your side there? Um, I have John. He said he moved into his house. He doesn't say what area in the 80s. So as ba- far back as, as then. And there was a family beside him causing a lot of antisocial behaviour. So he says he confronted them and he just had it out with them. And now he says it's the quietest area to live in. There you go. So somebody did stand up there and it had an effect. It's a major, mm-hmm. major issue. It Sometimes really is. intimidation is the quiet intimidation yes. is the fear. Yes. Let me go back to uh, another aspect of this, the bins and all of the clothing that I spotted at the Tesco uh, Extra. There are a number of bins along there and I just spotted on Saturday, one of the bins was a so sad bin and I posted and said, isn't this so sad? The play on words, so sad bin, mm-hmm. all this rubbish there. Vincent de Paul were there as well. The So Sad Society have come back to us and said that uh, they outsourced their bins to a gentleman who they ring if they get reports of overflowing bins. He's in charge of collecting, recycling all clothes and then he pays a donation to the charity. I believe you're in touch with So Sad. They rang that guy. They did the minute they heard. they told him. So I hope Tesco Extra, Southside Adrada, it was a disgrace. I hope so sad have been onto that man and that has been cleared up. St Vincent de Paul's another bin there. They say to us, we got a statement from them, that they've pulled their clothing bin from Tesco because they don't want to be associated with the situation of overflowing bins. They oversee their own bins. They own them and have to have full permission where they're cited. They also have their own public liability, they say. 
it is not their job to interfere police or comment on any other operators of closing bins. We under, clothing bins. We understand that. St Vincent de Paul say they empty their clothes bins three times a week and all the clothing is brought to a central warehouse where it's sorted. Clean, wearable clothes are distributed all round their shops while unusable clothes are recycled. The warehouse also works as a storage area so they never refuse clothes. And they spent €80 million euro last year on those in need nationwide. Vincent's do a great job. I say that as well. That's their policy. Uh, John was in touch to say, those students, Jerry, absolutely marvellous. Dragon's Den, here they come. I couldn't agree with you more, John. Fantastic ideas. Just before we finish, Louise, to finish on the point we were making before Shania there, um, you were saying that you were hearing that charity shops were actually chock-a-block with clothing, yes? Yes, um, some of them are. But seemingly, um, St Vincent de Paul's aren't because they have distribution, their own Mm. warehouses. Mm. But a lot are, and storage is an issue for them, seemingly. Okay, so this one, Maria Kondo, is it? The one that's cleaning out all the houses is responsible for all the extra clothing that's appearing. Now, I've only been facetious there saying that. I know that's the lady, the guru of tidy homes. Jerry, can I just quickly say something? It's just a little thing that I came across in Ratoth. Um... Uh, and it's a, it's a play school and what the lady is doing is bringing out two and a half year olds to five year olds on the streets. They're, they're going to do kind things every day and they clean up a street and they do nice things for the area. And what she hopes is to instill a sense of community into them at a young age so that when they grow up, they'll take ownership and, you know, they won't want to destroy their property with dumping and yeah. their little area. No, so. that's that's a great and we applaud them for that. That is terrific and ingraining it young is the thing. Discipline. It all begins in the home. I say it again. No matter what you say, no matter what the state does, the rules it has, the law, it begins at home in a family unit, a proper unit where there's discipline, proper discipline and harmony and happiness and they know respect that's where it must begin and it has to start right now and if there are problems there we need to get in and sort them out because if you start young it will as Louise says be there for life anyway that's our lot on late lunch for this Tuesday afternoon thank you so much for joining us on the show let me tell you that Helen McArdle is going along to the big race day in Dundalk this Friday night yes horse and greyhound racing white collar trap number three and thanks to everybody who got in touch with us we'll have more tickets uh, for Dundalk tomorrow and every winner each day goes into the hat for a lovely meal at the restaurant there. See you half one Wednesday. With Blackstone Motors Dundalk, test drive the all-new fully electric Renault Zoe and the all-new Renault 1.3 Petrol Cajar today. With finance arranged within the hour, there's never been a better time to visit Blackstone Motors in a relief road Dundalk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.